You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems, downtown studio. Flames, 2-1 win yes, over a team that was unbeaten in 12 or on a 12-game point streak. Not unbeaten in 12, but a 12-game point streak. No regulation losses over the last 12. They Until- had been... Cook in until last night. Flames beat them two to one, and then the Jets. The Jets get sunk in San Jose by the Sharks three nothing. Flames just two points back of a playoff spot as you wake up this morning. Two points. What's the playoff percentage? Uh, I was checking money puck earlier today. They yep. were around. They were sub fifteen percent yesterday. Yeah, and as we wake up on this. Lovely morning in downtown Calgary, 31.5%. Okay. But one of the keys here is that the Jets have plummeted from about 85 to 60% mm. in about a week. So you have a fishbowl uh-huh. with 10 <laughs> ping pong balls in them. Yeah, okay. Three so of them 10. are orange. Three of them are orange. You have one chance to pick a ping pong ball. Do I have my orange. eyes open or orange? Well, how would your eyes be orange? Open or closed. Yeah. You'd, you'd have to wear a blindfold and a gag ball. But if you go in there and you pick it out of the fishbowl and you pick out orange, they make it to the Stanley Cup playoffs. I don't think okay. you do that right now because I think the Flames will catch the Jets because, as Patrick said, they're a mess. They're even more of a mess than the Calgary Flames right now because who's playing good on the Jets, Patrick? You're the guy who's got the finger on the pulse of the Winnipeg Jets. Who's playing good on the Jets right now? One guy. Who? Um, Patrick stepped out. Briefly. Oh, damn it. Um, Lowry's playing really well. In that game yesterday? You know who's playing good for the Flames right now? Hmm. Markstrom? Yeah. Uh, it's one of your third line centers, your best player, and you're trying to get points in a playoff push. That's not yeah. good. Where's Shifley? Uh, Where's he Ehlers? Was, he Where's Connor? Shifley and Wheeler were basically... Where's Dubois? Exhibit A on the second goal yep. for San Jose that kind of ended up sinking the Jets quite um, poorly. We got Shad Avidi coming up in about nine minutes. Tee up the Blue Jays season. Starts tomorrow in the Show Me State as they take on the St. Louis Cardinals. Um, again, that's something we haven't, we've been talking about. I know you want to play the stabby St. Louis clip. No, no, no. I got a different one. It's, okay. Play uh, it. Yeah, it's like, hurry up and show me your wallet. Show me yeah, your yeah. wallet, St. Louis. Yeah, it's not bad. That's what it was. Um, talk to Shy about that. Uh, that. I know Pitch Clock has dominated the um, spring training talk. Mm-hmm. I want to ask him about the balanced schedule and what that means for the Blue Jays. Yeah, they're going to play everybody. Because you don't have to play you know, the AL East as many times as you used to, and the AL East is a murderer's row. It has always been historically. So Shai Davidi on the Blue Jays. Brent Cron, uh, Calgary Flames legend Brent Cron is showing us in studio at 8 o'clock. 8.30, uh, we're playing Impossible Flames trivia because it's Wednesday. Yeah. And your chance to win a $50 gift card from our friends at uh, Vacay Brewing Company. And you'll win some Vacay Brewing Company swag. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. We'll play some Impossible Flames trivia at 8.30. Also, um, 960-960, that review last night in the Flames game took longer than blank. That review took longer than blank last night. But we got a, we got a small announcement. Yeah. It's something that we want you to hopefully do. I'm, I have really low expectations when it comes to this. Uh-huh. Like it's an idea... I threw around, it came into my brain, and yeah. I'm like, uh, is it going to work? Is it not going to work? Are we going to get anybody calling it? But uh, we have a we have a voicemail that we, we want to give you the number mm-hmm. that you can call the voicemail. Alex, do you have a, a recording of yourself? Well, do you have some music for us here, too? 
Oh yeah, I got I got plenty of plenty of uh, stuff. All right, here. so why don't you play? Let's uh, let's have some music as I give out the number today for our voicemail. We got lots of stuff. Yep. Oh, okay, uh, yeah. Nice. Yep. Tommy Two Tone. Um, big Show voicemail. The number is 403-407-0238. Now we got a a Big Show voicemail. You can call us whenever you want. Yeah, I don't I've been trying to figure out what 0238 would be to be like zero whatever. Uh-huh. Like bet works, but we're not we're not betting or anything. Like no. A, I don't like 0238. Uh, the number is 403-407-0238. And if you call this number at any hour of the day, like 24-7, you could, you could come back after getting a little banged up from the club. I would love if you... At like 3 in the morning, let me tell you about the Calgary Flames tonight. I would love to hear those clips. If you're pondering like maybe drunk dialing an X. Yeah. And you're like... Don't do that. Your, your buddy's like, hey... You don't do that. Yeah. But I, I see so you got something you got to get off your chest. Yeah. I got the perfect number for you to call. Yeah. And then just let it all yeah. out. If and you, we will definitely air it on like, the air. If you ever need a fake number to call for like a girlfriend or something when you're making a phone this call. This is a perfect number to yeah. give out at the bar if you're trying to dodge people, if yeah. you're trying to swerve. If you're in the elevator and you don't want to talk to somebody in your building, you can call this number. Yeah, you can. You yep. can pretend like you've got a really important phone call. Yep. Uh, the number is 403-407-0238. When you call this number, you're going to hear the beautiful voice mm-hmm. of Alex Brody, who I thought did a fantastic... Is this the only phone song you got? Okay, all right. Just say... Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the best episodes ever of The Cosby Show was uh-huh. when Stevie Wonder was on. Oh, okay. You don't. You didn't watch The Cosby Show, did you? No. Okay, well, it, you probably... Bill Cosby's had a rough few years here. Um, <laughs> keep going. What else we got? <laughs> yeah. Yes, man. How many more you got? This is so much better than Friday. You got one more? <laughs> oh. Backstreet Boys. The call. Oh, uh, yeah, Alex, play your voicemail bop. when people are going to call in. Play it. There you go. Great job. Great day. Great job, Alex. Thank you. Uh, 403-407-0238. 403-407-0238. It's just a hard number to remember. Yeah. Like, you're going to want to put it in your phone. Is like... Like, we got to figure out maybe some sort of word. I like that they were just like, yeah, give them like a generic number. Yeah, just give them a generic number. Give them whatever. Like, what is the cheapest possible number we can have? To put zero funds into the show. Yeah, at least that even at least the radio station's number is 403-240-4444. It's easy. Yeah. Ours is like ours is like a code. What is- ours is like a Wi-Fi <laughs> password. Our voicemail number is like a Wi-Fi password. What's harder to remember our number or to spell Arbor Jacki? Yeah, that's that's our number essentially. All like, right. Oh, what is your- it again? 403-407-0238. The O's are such a problem because they have no letters. That's right. Um, So if you want to say how crap our show is fine, call in. We'd love to hear from you. 403-407-0238. 403-407-0238.
1038. Uh, the Big Show voicemail. Uh, we love to hear from you. Call us any time of the night, especially if you've gone out the night before and you want to get something off your chest. Either you heard it on the show, either you noticed something at the club. It doesn't have to be only sports. It can be lifestyle related. We love lifestyle stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, Patrick, sorry. I, I was asking you a question. I apologize. It's okay. Um, I was asking... Um, Who's the only player on the Jets who's actually playing good right now? Josh Morrissey. Okay. What about Lowry? Oh, yeah, yeah. I will say that third line with Adam Lowry has been going. He might be the best center on this team right now. But, yeah, it, which it ain't. Is, which, which, is why they're, <laughs> yeah. which is why they're crap right like now. Like Mark Shifley, man. Like this guy. Like I, 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 Words can't describe like what this guy is. He doesn't talk to the media. And if he does, he's got a little bit of like. Schneid, like Schneid remarks in his way. It feels like a guy that just doesn't want to be there. Like uh, straight up. And it's like nine games left. They just want to play or eight games, seven games left. Sorry. Just want to play out the stretch here. And it's disappointing because Rick bonus is a hell of a man. He's a great coach. He deserves better from this group. The fans there deserve better. Yeah. Um, people in Calgary are like good. Uh, continue the uh, negative train in Winnipeg. Oh, we're getting voicemails. All yeah, the we already got one. We got two. <laughs> really? Oh, yeah. That doesn't, how can you guys one? tell? That doesn't surprise me. We have an email box that uh, the the MP3s will go to. I'm just surprised people remember the number. 403-407-0238. It's something we want to do on this show. Maybe not every day, but if we get a good one, we're definitely going to play it. Basically, we're just trying to make more work for Alex. Yeah. In and make, between the shows. And also, just let us know like who you are. Hey, it, you know, it's Jim. From Airdrie. Um, I, I hate George, but I love Maddie. And I'm mean, good. Fun we'll play too. it. Yeah. I'm fine with that. If you can do a good impersonation, a good. Uh... Except the one texter who keeps insisting I sound like Patton Oswald, which I don't, I've never heard in my entire life. Yeah, I don't. And I don't think I sound there. like him whatsoever. And I have been watching King of Queens the last few months for some reason. <laughs> Good like, show. Great like, show. When I was, uh, when I was Are horribly you just getting sick. Re- getting ready to watch Live? Is that how you're catching it? No, but like when I, yeah. <laughs> on <the> CD. <laughs> yeah, when traffic. When I was horribly sick for that last week in November, mm-hmm. early December, like I was when just sitting home watching TV. Yeah. yeah, like when my, th- my throat was broke. Not like Alex Edler who took that puck in the throat last night His when Andrew Manager Pony no scored. Problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm like, I don't sound like that guy. No, and I would, I would admit it. Like, I'm not. Yeah, like Seth Rogen. I'm very proud of it. 100. percent I get it a lot. Trust really? me. Oh yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, Blue Jays kick off their season tomorrow. Uh, I know we're in the thick of a playoff race here, mm-hmm. and April baseball is like, oh yeah, yeah, the Blue Jays are on. But you could always, again, you can't win the division in April, but, man, you can lose it if you're the Toronto Blue Jays. But fascinating stuff. There's no more shifts. Bases are bigger. we got a pitch clock here. Yep. Uh, Balanced schedule. So many changes in baseball that, honestly, I think all of them are are, are going to probably work. It's going to well, be good. If, whether they work or not, I, I think that they're certainly going to change how the game is played. And that is going to be good for the and, sport. And I think pace That's is the biggest that, thing, without a doubt. If baseball games are only going to last two and a half hours, much like a, a hockey game or an NBA game, that that's gonna that's gonna mean so much to this sport and attract so many younger people. And again, the average baseball fan is like in their fifties, and I understand that. But if the game has a lot more pace and it's a lot shorter time, yeah, sign me up. 
A lot more action, too. And frankly, I this is going to lead to more offense because you're going to you think get, so. Like, how many times does a pitcher like miss outside on a couple of pitches in a row? And then it's like, okay, step off the mound, take a big deep breath, get myself set. You don't have that anymore. Okay, well, I hope you gotta, you're right. You got to kind of hustle up and get back in there. And I, I hope you're right. Be ready to deal. Um, baseball columnist for Sportsnet on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. We say good morning to our man, Shai Davidi. Shai, how are you, pal? I'm all right. What's going on, guys? Uh, how how excited do you get from a personal level? Because we know that spring training is a slog, especially down the stretch here with a couple weeks to go. Do you still get that butterfly in Shai Davidi's stomach when the season's about to kick off? I don't know about butterfly, but I, I think it's uh, that anticipation of there's a build-up. You're like, okay, I'm starting to think uh, about things a certain way and believing about things a certain way. And then you want to kind of test your hypothesis. You just want to see it come into action. And so uh, I, I think maybe anticipation and uh, is, is probably the better word mm. because, uh, you know, it's fun and you know, you're at the you're at the beginning, the real beginning of a six month long drama, and so so I think that's more where I'm at with it. But uh, yeah, and I don't think there's much nervousness or butterflies or anything like that anymore. Um, Shy, I know there's there's so many changes we want to talk about uh, the, the pitch clock, the banding of the shift, the bigger bases. But are we not talking enough about the balanced schedule we're going to see this year in baseball? It's really slipped under the radar, hasn't it? That there's so much else that's different, uh, but it's definitely going to be very significant. And the fact that every team is going to play everybody uh, for the first time in, in the regular season, and add a new element to interleague play. And I think if you're in a division like the American League East or the National League East, for instance, where it's just a real meat grinder with a lot of really good deep teams, uh, you know, that extra little bit of balance maybe opens up the schedule a little bit and gives you, gives you some more breathers. Because, like, those games that the, the Blue Jays, the Red Sox, the Rays, the Yankees, even the Orioles at this point play against one another, you know, those take a lot out of teams because they're intense. They're, they've often been long, and, you know, in theory they should be shorter with a pitch clock now. Uh, but it, it's definitely a significant change, and uh, I think – a good one in a lot of ways, you know, it, it freshens things up for everybody. Uh, and it, it adds a little bit more fairness when you think about wild card standings factoring into things as well. So we've seen about a month of spring with the new rules. Do you feel like this pitch clock is going to lead to maybe more runs or less runs? Because my idea is that, you know, there's pitchers that they get in a little bit of a funk. Maybe they got to step off, take a break. Maybe that's not afforded to them anymore with this uh, pitch clock. And, and that'll see some scoring go up as the year goes on. You know, I, I to me, spring training was a lot of consequence-free trial and error with the pitch clock, right? Where people had to get used to it and, and try to figure out how it's going to work and all these little things. But, you know, they, there was nothing riding, nothing really riding on any pitch that's thrown or, or, or swing that's taken. And now that it all counts in the standings, I mean, that's a, that's a completely different animal. And, and to me, I actually think the point that you're making there is going to be most impactful late in the game, you know, in those stressful eighth and ninth inning situations of where, you know, the leverage is really high and 
you know, you've got to think about your pitchers a little bit more. Now those pitchers, uh, a lot of the, the slowest workers in baseball have bad been relievers. You know, they're not going to have as much time to kind of think things through. And I wonder if that's where we're going to see the effect a little bit more pronounced. How have you made the, or what have you made of the Jay starters kind of adjusting to the pitch clock over the course of spring? Uh, it's pretty straightforward. You know, there, there was a concern, initial, I don't know about concern, but there was initial discussion about how it's going to impact Kevin Gosman with, uh, you know, having had the deliberate stop and he'd had that little rocking in his emotion and, uh, he ended up having a tremendous spring. Uh, Yusei Kikuchi seems to actually be a ben- beneficiary of it uh, without having so much time to think on the mound to sort of getting the ball and throwing it. Uh, that's been very effective for him uh, at this point, or very helpful to him, something that the Blue Jays felt would be of help to him as well. And, and he said himself that it's making a difference. Uh, you know, Jose Barrios had a, a few rough spots with it, but then seemed to, seemed to figure it out and, I think by and large, I, it's not going to be a problem. And, you know, even Alec Manoa, who had been a bit more on the deliberate side, you know, he's, he's using it uh, as a way kind of taking the Chris Bassett approach in terms of looking to weaponize the pitching clock and using that against hitters. Mm-hmm. How how are you thinking the catchers are going to operate with this as well? Because there's some different things here now, like with Chris Bassett kind of calling his own pitches. Uh, Alejandro Kirk obviously was at the World Baseball Classic where they didn't have the pitch clock. So how do you think the battery as a whole is going to kind of work through this? Well, I mean, they've had the the spring to figure it out. And, you know, I do think that it's smart on Major League Baseball's part to give pitchers the option to call their own games. Uh, because that's going to, by and large, eliminate shaking, right? Maybe uh, if a catcher really disagrees or is seeing something that, you know, the pitcher has missed, then maybe he wants to, to send a pitch back uh, to, to the pitcher. But that whole process is going to eliminate a fair bit of the back and forth between catcher and pitcher uh, and really smooth out the process. So, I think from that perspective, it, it's not so much of a challenge. The bigger challenge to me for the catchers is how are you going to manage the running game? Because pitchers only got two pickoff throws and the bases are smaller. There's more enticements for guys to take off and try to steal bags. So they've got to be better with their throws. And I'd expect that we see both, uh, both Alejandro Kirk and Danny Jansen back picking a bit more uh, to try and keep runners close. Blue Jays columnist for Sportsnet, Shad Avidi, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, 960, the fan. Um, Shy, when it comes to the rotation, uh, what should Jays fans be more intrigued by? Can Jose Barrios snap back into being Jose Barrios? Or what you say Kikuchi did in spring training isn't fool's gold? Yeah, I, to me, I think the intrigue lies a little bit more about Kikuchi, right? Like, Jose Barrios has been an all-star caliber pitcher his entire career. And sometimes guys just have weird years, weird outlier years. And that seems to be what last year was for him. And I think we're seeing more of the real version of him, uh, or at least saw that in the spring, say for the one outing against Venezuela. With Yusei Kikuchi, is the, the, the spectrum of outcomes is just so wide that <laughs> it, it's hard to know what to make of it, right? Because we, we, like, it's easy to forget now, but he was really good like the end of April through May last year. 
uh, and then he really hit the wall sort of in June. That, uh, and that can happen again. So to me, Barrios returning to form is, is a much higher probability than Yusei Kikuchi suddenly becoming a tremendous pitcher. Uh, but he's got the tools and the raw ability to do it. It's just a matter of him executing um, Shy, we know that the Blue Jays did a great job in the offseason. Uh, run prevention was the theme uh, for Ross and Mark when it comes to this team, but I'm still a little uh, leery about how thin the rotation is depth-wise because we know that Hunjin Ryu potentially coming back later on in the season. But Shy, if they get a couple injuries to starters, how much trouble is this going to be for the Blue Jays? Obviously, you don't wish it, and but injuries do happen, especially with pitching arms. How thin is the rotation? Is that a concern for you? It's not. It's not a great situation right now. Uh, you know, they've got Zach Thompson, and he, he could end up playing a bigger role on this team than maybe people expect. And Mitch White is there also, but you know, he's had this, had the, had his issues in the spring, and you know, going to start the season seems on the on the injured list. And so, beyond that, you're starting to get into you know, the Drew Hutchison's and Casey Lawrence's and Thomas Hatch's of the world. And, you know, Thomas Hatch had some nice moments of spring, but he's not where he'd been in the past. And, you know, if you're going to Casey Lawrence and Drew Hutchison for more than just a start or two, uh, that's not a good spot to be in. So I do believe the Blue Jays feel like they've got some guys coming from a starter's perspective, you know, Semro Bears is a, a double-A pitcher who, who took a bit of a jump, uh, has been uh, on an upward trajectory, really mature pitcher despite how young he is. He's someone who can, can put himself on the radar. Uh, Hayden Yanger, uh, uh, a bulk arm, someone who will maybe start a bit, leave a bit at Buffalo and beyond. Uh, he's someone who can jump in and help. They've got some guys who could possibly emerge there, but as you're looking at it right now, yeah, if they if they have an injury, it's going to be a bit of a trouble spot for them. But they do have some potential avenues, and you know, I can I even argue that they might even be a, a touch deeper right now than they were last year at this time mm. in that regard. Uh, any surprises for you on uh, players that made the team? Not not really. Uh, you know, full credit to, to Zach Pop for, for winning that spot in, in the bullpen there. Uh, you know, he was really focused throughout the offseason on, on making sure that he came into camp ready to go and ready to fire. And uh, he just had a, a very good camp and showed that, you know, he, he might be at the point where he's leveraging all the tools that he has, uh, that big fastball, that heavy sinker. And and maybe ready to to dominate with uh, with some serious velocity out of the out of that bullpen there, uh, you know the the last man I thought had been trending towards Otto Lopez, uh, but you know Nathan Lucas had such a great spring, uh, you know he, he he deserved that spot too, and maybe has a bit more of a pathway to some playing time early on than Lopez would have, and so you know I I really think this spring by and large for the Blue Jays was six weeks of don't get hurt. They, they, they did that. You know, there was the one scare with Vladimir Guerrero Jr., but otherwise it was really just avoiding potholes, and, and they did that. They've gotten through it, and, and now they're ready to roll. Shy, the, the left side of that infield looks set. The, the right side maybe some more questions. What have you gleaned about 
how the Jays are going to go about that second base position when they're uh, defending? There'll be a lot of mix and matching there. And I think one of the goals for the Blue Jays was to put themselves in a position where they had just more tools in the toolkit and they could match up to and play the type of game that the, that, that is demanded at given times. So if you, you're a situation where you're maybe looking for uh, a bit more contact and some stolen bases, you know, that Whit Merrifield there, uh, you know, if you're, if defense is taking a bit more of a priority, you've got Santiago Espinal. If you need another left-handed bat in, to, to counter a tough righty uh, and, you know, more disciplined trade approach and maybe a bit more power, you've got Kevin Biggio there. And, that type of flexibility is something the Blue Jays have been trying to build into their roster for a long time. To me, this is the, the deepest 26-man roster they've had in a long time and the most flexible one where, you know, they can really throw a lot of different looks at the opposition, uh, at, the op- at the opposing manager and force them into making some decisions that are much more complicated than they used to be when, the Jays were rolling out seven right-handed bats who were reasonably similar, and you know a, a fastball slider guy was going to have a lot of success in the game, some, potentially. What do you want to see from Bo Bichette, uh, especially on the defensive side of things? For me, Bo Bichette just needs to be uh, the player he was uh, in terms of approach and comfort level and process that he was in August and September, right? It's you can't necessarily say to the guy, hey, can you put up a 1,000 OPS for six months? Uh, it's a pretty tall order. But he can certainly be that level of consistent player. And, you know, defensively, I just look at him as someone, you know, he's like Marcus Simeon, where there are improvements every year. And there were certainly blips. I do think there were a couple stretches last year that skewed his defensive numbers a little bit, but given the type of offensive player he is, he just needs to provide competent defense at shortstop. He's certainly within his capabilities. There's even some upside beyond that. He's someone who's so dedicated and so relentless to the task that I would not be surprised to see him make significant gains defensively, but we also have to keep in mind that it's, it's hard to be a young shortstop and to stick and to develop, and he's doing that. And there has to be some room for him to have some ups and downs there, uh, which I don't know that people necessarily take from him. Obviously, you make mistakes at shortstop. They tend to show up. But to me, he's, he's an impact offensive player, obviously, and he has a chance to be an impact player defensively too. Um, Shy, before I let you go, and uh, thanks for this today. Um, if I wanted to put a wager on the Blue Jays' win total of 91 and a half games, which way should I go? It's interesting. I, I mean, to me, I feel like they're a little bit better and they maybe end up a touch better than they were last year when they won 92. But it's a t- the division is tougher, even though you're not playing uh, the teams as often. You know, Baltimore, in theory, should continue to get better. The Red Sox could potentially be better. Uh, the Yankees and Rays aren't going anywhere, and they're going to be just as good, excuse me, if not better. So it, it, I would 
I, you know, I, I can see them potentially being over, but it's not necessarily a comfortable feeling because that division is going to, they're going to beat, beat each other's brains out a fair bit. And, uh, you know, the, some wins that were there last year may not be there within the division this year. Kevin Gosman, 12 to one for the Cy Young shy. Is that worth a squeeze? Uh, it's, you know, if, if you look at pitchers in the American League who had bad luck or who, who, uh, who pitched better than their numbers would suggest, and Kevin Gosman still had pretty good numbers, uh, he'd, he'd be at the top of the list. Uh, you know, he led uh, qualified pitchers in batting average on balls in play, which is super unusual. The Blue Jays have spent a lot of time trying to figure out why balls in play so often turn into hits against them. They've got some ideas of how to counter it. Uh, you know, I would not be surprised if he had a very strong season. Shai Davidi, Sportsnet Baseball columnist. Shai, great stuff. We'll catch up with you throughout the season. Enjoy the game tomorrow. I appreciate it, guys. Be well. There he is, Shai Davidi on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Using the same secret recipe since 1975. Down in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Take out or delivery at 403-248-3344. 91 and a half wins for the Toronto Blue Jays, Matty. Over under. I take the over on ninety one and a half for sure. Patrick? I'm ninety one and a half on the Jays? Yeah, I think I think they could totally do that. I think I think don't think the Yankees are gonna get out to the crazy start that they did last year. I know they they've got an improved pitching staff and whatnot, but I don't think Aaron Judge is gonna be hitting the home runs like he did last year. Baltimore, I'm really intrigued with Baltimore. I don't think they're gonna be knocking on the door of the wild card, but if they could float around five hundred, I don't like Boston. I don't know why I, I, I think Boston is definitely going to be fifth in this division. And then obviously the pesky Rays. I think it's going to be neck and neck all year, but I think 93, 94 wins for the okay. Jays could do it. I like it. Uh, it all that might win the division. The, uh, the marathon that is the Major League Baseball season starts tomorrow. They were only seven and a half back of the Yankees yep. at the end of last year. And they had such a hot start. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees going to break the record of the Seattle Mariners for most wins in a season. Blah, 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 blah. Nope, didn't come to fruition. And real quick on Aaron Judge, mm-hmm. like obviously he had the record-setting year last year. I think he can still hit 50 bombs, Patrick. Oh, I think so too. I think it's just the, that short porch at, at Yankee Stadium is key. He stays healthy. There's good protection through him in the lineup You as know well. what? Last year he had so much more plate discipline. Yes. He wasn't chasing those breaking balls out of the zone, and that just made a world of difference he's for a, him last he's season. He's a cerebral hitter at the plate. Yeah, and he's such a, like a, just a physical freak. Oh, yeah. And if he's going to go oh, more dude, to he's... right center... Like, uh, mm-hmm. he maybe he has in spring. Like, look out uh, for Aaron Judge. Um, all right. Uh, more on that Flames 2-1 win last night over the LA Kings. We're playing Impossible Flames Trivia at 8.30. Brent Cron, Calgary Flames legend in studio at 8 mm-hmm. o'clock. Lots to do. Oh, and we're still taking your text messages. That review last night took longer than blank. That review last night in the Flames game took longer than blank. 960, 960, name and location. I think we'll mix in some texty McTexerson straight ahead, too. It's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We got lots to do still. Carry on the one. Um, Brett Cron. Just make it 40 plus 40, Maddie, and then subtract two. 
or four? Then you got to strip track four. No, four. four. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> 76. You almost had that. Almost. God. Almost had it. Look Dang. at us. No, we just Look at a... this Mensa meeting. So, oh. What we're, t- we're talking about is we got a text, and it's like uh, that rev- that goal review took longer than Maddie trying to figure out what 38 plus 38 is. Sheesh. <laughs> Matt, math is not a strong suit of all of us here. We're Dumbo broadcasting. I can go Once all I around got, the station. I got to get past fingers and toes. I'm hooped. Listen, if. If we were actually smart enough to contribute to society <laughs> and actually make real money, we wouldn't be here no, today. Probably not. Probably. Yeah. Like, when again, when sports media people try to pretend like they're so smart, come on, get out of here. You'd actually be doing something meaningful. Yeah. And actually making real bank. Yep. But here we are. Yeah. We're just dumb. And again, Yelling when people say like journalism, or, we're not journalists. No, no, no. no. I didn't we're go just, to journalism. I've never school. written an article in my life. Nope. Yeah. I have for .ca many articles, Ooh. but they're all betting content, so that doesn't really count. Nah. Like Shai Davidi, who we just had on, journalist. journalist. Oh, yeah. Big Literally. Jeff Blair we have on, journalist. journalist. Shai teaches journalism. Yeah. And frankly, we could learn a thing or yeah, two. Yeah, probably, because he's a super <laughs> smart guy. We are just dumbos, and it's hard for us. Well, it's hard for Maddie. 38 plus 38 yep. is... 76. Yeah, um, Brent Cron, Flames legend at the top of the hour. 8.30, your chance to win a $50 gift card from Vacay Brewing Company and some Vacay Brewing Company swag as we play Impossible Flames Trivia. Have we changed the promo on the station for that? Has it changed? It is in motion. Oh, so it's man. been removed, so it's Why? not playing. No, What's the, wrong prom- with the it? promo oh, actually oh, no. just aired. Oh, it did? <laughs> yeah. No, we, um, we, but, yeah, yeah. For it's some, being worked on. I don't... Are we a mess? What's Again, going on? I, What's the problem? I appreciate anything that pumps up our show on the radio station, but who determined that 825 was a good time to say to play Impossible Flames <laughs> oh, yeah, Trivia? Yeah. Maybe was 830, it me? 815, was not- 845. Not eight. At 821, we play Impossible Flames Trivia every day. No, not every day. Today, 830, Impossible Flames Trivia, brought to you by our friends at VK Brewing Company. Let's go. Bring it on. It'll be tough. Maybe Brent Cron. You have any hints? No, not yet. Maybe Brent Cron wants to uh, hang out and play. But probably not a good idea after how terrible he was in uh, Know Your NHLers with uh, Irish Roots. It's tough because, like, I don't want to get it right and then you You won't beat the listeners. But Uh, you won't. Um, We've been asking you, Flames, with that gigantic uh, 2 1 regulation win. Over the Los Angeles Kings last night, Jets uh, lose in San Jose to the Sharks. Predators win in Boston, enormous win. Who cares? Uh, but Flames, uh, you wake up this morning. Just we don't two talk points, about Nashville. Two points out of a playoff spot, and uh, I'm I'm a little worried if I'm a Flames fan about that game Friday night in Vancouver. I know the Canucks. Uh, we all laugh at the Canucks and pity those poor bastards in Vancouver, but they've been really. <laughs> they do what the Canucks do every year. They're having a good season here when it means nothing. And they keep racking up wins, and they're playing well under Rick Tukit. Um, They're just... That's a trap game for the Flames. Like, it's a a rival. Uh, You got to go to Vancouver. It's a Friday night game. You got, like, a Pedersen four-point performance. Demko, 32 of 33. It just reeks of this. And again, we haven't touched on it too much, but... How the Flames bounce back after getting absolutely waxed by the Kings in Los Angeles the week before. They go out there, and I I thought they did a good job in the second and the third period of neutralizing L.A. speed because I thought the Kings had a better first period, and their speed were giving the Flames problem. I thought the Flames did a great job of 
clogging up the neutral zone there, slowing down the Kings last night. Again, it's something I always hammer on. I know the Flames are going to have a good game when the PK was good, and the PK was good once again last night against one of the best power play units in all the NHL in a monster win. I'm just worried about that game Friday night because the Canucks are playing all loosey-goosey, all playing great because I'm sure people in Vancouver are drinking the whale juice. I don't know. About like yeah, how how good, good yeah, the sure. Canucks are now. Oh, look at them. Maybe if we had Rick Tockett as our head coach the whole season, maybe to be a playoff team. They're just playing loosey-goosey, and they're playing good right now. I just feel like that potentially might be a trap game when you can't afford to have a trap game if you're the Calgary Flames with seven games left in the season. Canucks are 7-2-1 in their last 10 games. That's what I'm talking about. They've been cooking lately. Yeah. Now, like If you're the Flames... Like every game lately has been a playoff feel. And I got to say, like that Sharks game, it was way sloppier than the LA Kings game. You got to try and make sure that even if this thing starts to open up and play loose, that you play to your identity. Because yesterday, especially as the game went on, that was kind of Flames identity type of hockey. Yeah, They were returning back to their own zone as a group. They were checking in the defensive zone as a group. They were moving up the ice. As a group, it was a lot of short, quick passes to help exit the zone fast. And then when they were getting the puck out, it wasn't anything too risky. It wasn't anything too crazy. Listen, this is a Flames team that when they play with the lead, that they have a brand of hockey that if they're playing the way that Daryl Sutter wants them to play and they have a lead, it's kind of hard to get anything to the middle of the ice. You know, you might have heard Walker Dewar's uh, entire postgame co- uh, comments after yesterday's game. That's something he talked about in the third period. You know, it's just keeping them out of the outside and making sure that we're not giving them any of those seam passes because they like to go east-west through the seam when they get in the offensive zone. But if you can keep them to the outside, keep those shots limited, clear rebounds, which I thought the Flames did a really good job of yesterday, things are going to work out for you. And above all else, Jacob Markstrom was outstanding, especially like the Fiala save is the one that comes to mind. Oh, man. That was a penalty shot. Yeah. It was from center ice. Against the Kings' leading scorer. Yep. And he stoned him cold. He was and great. He made, what, four or five deflection stops as the game went on, which, you know, they don't really stand out because they usually come in a flurry of action, whereas the Fiala one, it's all by himself. It's yep. it's a highlight reel. He was great, man. He was outstanding. He's he going to need to be. Because night. I said it yesterday. Whoever gets the best goaltending out of Nashville, Calgary, and Dallas, even though we don't talk about now, or, and Winnipeg, even though we don't talk about Nashville, is probably going to get that last spot in the postseason. Yeah, um, and right now, um, Jacob Markstrom's been great. It's been Jacob Markstrom. I know he, he let in a couple bad ones. The San Jose game. game was a little meh. Yeah, those as afternoon well. games are quirky. But that that Jersey shot that beat him last night, which Come by on. the way was a total NHL beautiful shot. But I think he was also partially screened by Zadorov on that one. Yeah, so you can't really fault him. But he was and you let an NHLer walk down Main Street. Yeah, and even you can even tell the way he his movement in the crease. He's a lot more economical in his movements. He's Sharp. not kind of flailing around like he was uh, at the beginning of the season. Like you could just he's tell confident he's a lot more in his calm movements. Yeah, in net, uh, I've definitely noticed that. He had about th- Jacob Markstrom three big glove and, saves in the first period that I thought really kind of got yeah. him into the game, and then after that, it was just. Kind of I'm, almost put it on cruise control and just let the let think and react. Uh, in no way uh, do I fashion myself uh, a goalie guru, but uh, our next guest uh, joining us in about 10 minutes uh, played in the NHL and was a first-round pick. Uh, he'll let us know about uh, Jacob Markstrom and the difference he's seen when we have Brett Cron uh, in studio. Um, we gave you, uh, we had a big announcement, sort of, 
Um, we're already getting voicemails, which is great. Like I, yeah. it's it's you're you're calling a voicemail, which is an impossible number to call, but it's. We have a voicemail for the big show now. It's 403-407-0238. We're going to try to figure out an easier way, like a couple words to call the voicemail, mm-hmm. and then that'll stick in your head. Yeah, the zeros are real 403-407-0238. 403-407-0238. We got a big show voicemail. Anytime you want to call it, 24 hours a day. And if it's good, we'll play it on the show the next day. That's pretty much how it's going to work. I'm going to keep this in my phone, and just when my friends get real loaded up, I'm just going to ask them different questions. And yeah, that would be right great. Into the, right into you the should microphone. absolutely do that. Um, we've also been asking you uh, that review last night in that Flames Kings game. Man, that took forever. Uh, that review took longer than blank last night. That review took longer than blank last night. 960, 960, name and location. Our text reading robot is Texty McTexterson. Probably, uh, as Kevin Durant would say, the real MVP of the show uh-huh. is um, Texty McTexterson. Uh, <sighs> do you got stuff for us uh, this morning there? Oh, we do. Okay, uh, what go. do we got? Oh, Texty, let's hear it. Wedley in Bridalwood. Our man. That review took longer than Alex getting a radio clip. <laughs> Fair. Uh, I also <laughs> I also got one from Ryan and Evanston. That review took longer than your intern took to figure uh, oh. out Texty McTexterson. Uh, actually, Ryan, that was uh, Alex who took a long time. <laughs> He's not, not an, intern. an intern. He gets paid to work here every day. Yeah, and he does a great job. He does a great job. Interns don't touch t- don't touch Texty. That's right. And uh, Alex is going to be on the streets of Calgary tonight. Today, this afternoon. You're going. I thought you wanted. Last yeah. week, you're telling us on, you're texting us going, I'm going to start going at night to get some better audio. And now you're doing it today instead of tonight? Well, because it's still cold-ish out it's there. It's no. Okay, maybe I will go out. Nah. It's six today. Okay. Well, TBD. What are, okay. But keep your eye out for Alex Brody on the streets of Calgary and go talk to him for another edition of Brody on the Beat tomorrow. Oh, texty, let's hear some more. Rory in Calgary. Took longer than me trying to cash my Flames minus one and a half pick line bet last night. Oh, mm. that's a tough one. That's that a, a tough uh, one. And actually, Rory, you should have cashed your Flames bet because that empty netter should have counted. Damn right. And you would have been uh, a little happier this morning that not only the Flames won, but your bet won too. Ethan in High River. That review took longer than my wife getting ready to leave the house. That's a frustrating thing sometimes. Mm. So I don't want to say anything because... She might be in the car right now. No, I might have left the radio on. But don't be that guy. Don't be me. Yeah. If you if <laughs> if you want to say something, just just blurt it out. If she listens and she gets mad, that's her fault, not yours. I think she gets Your ready job. in a very economical way. Okay. Peter from Bridgeland. That review took longer than my wait for the washroom on the concourse after downing a beer and large Coke Zero. <laughs> oh wow, that's a that's an interesting combo. Heroin beer and a Coke Zero at the same time? <laughs> hey. That's something I would do. <laughs> yeah, it is. That is something that I is. would do. Because you know my affinity for Coke Zero yeah. and Diet Pop in general. Well, I was going to say your affinity for beer, which is lacking, so you'd need a little bit of chase for it. No, 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 no. <laughs> what are you talking about? I love Wild Bros and Vacay Brewing Companies. Those you love, but yeah. like some of the other stuff? Listen, I had some green beer when we went to the St. Paddy's Day game. You did. I crushed I did like too, and I was like, did not want to have them. Yeah. They're fine. Extra food Lee- coloring. Yeah, Sorry, go ahead. great. Lee and Drumheller, that Flames review lasted longer than my last date. Well, that's a tough one, Lee. Yeah, it wasn't uh, that long of a review. A short date. Yeah. yeah, quick date. Yeah, that is a... 
Did, did you show up, Lee, and go, and then the, she goes, uh, you don't you know, definitely look like your picture. Bye. Bye. Is that pretty much You're what You're 58 happened? minutes late. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See you later. Wow. Couldn't find the razor today, hey? Uh, all right. One more. Let's go. Dave from the Northwest, that review took longer than the heartburn I'll get from my first poutine hot dog, but I, the hot dog will be worth every second. I would, Was that you? Did you text that in? No, I would definitely crush a poutine hot dog. And deal with the heartburn. Yeah. Appropriately. I I would hammer a poutine hot dog. New York dog. Fries got a poutine dog. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Sounds low-cal. <laughs> okay, now let's squeeze in one more. <laughs> Chris in Lethbridge. Mm. That replay took longer than the return of eggnog. The boys in the back will be happy to know that I saw its return at the grocery store last night. Thank God. What? Eggnog back? He's joking. Okay. (laughs) I know GVP likes his dairy, but he's he's not not here today. He likes his nog. Yeah, he likes his eggnog. All year long, baby. That's what he wants. Year-round nog. Listen, (laughs) if there's anything better than a nice nog on a hot July day, (laughs) pour that puppy in there. With a cinnamon stick, maybe sprinkle some freshly ground eggnog on nutmeg on top. Mm, yeah, really get that as thick as possible. Need I'm that just on thinking a hot of summer day. Will Ferrell yeah. and Anchor Anchorman. Ah, yes. Yeah. Milk was a bad choice. Milk was a bad choice. Yeah. <laughs> um, Brent Cron in studio. <laughs> Impossible Flames trivia. It's all straight ahead. It's the big show. Russick and Rose Sports at 960. The fan.